What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to another fabulous episode here on What's the Word Entertainment. Of course, along with my co-host, Obed, I am Sherm. We are back here in action. Good to have you back again here, sir. What's going on with you? Living that dream, sir. Getting it done. Yeah, man. You know, I'm, I'm living that dream, too. I was just I'm coming back from Las Vegas. So, you know, I'm still recovering, still hurting me. Luckily, I didn't lose the bank on this one. Uh, so I'm still up. I know they tried to get it from you. Yeah. So they tried to pull They tried to pull it out for me real quick. But I was like, nah, I'll play a nah, Let's keep it moving. Guy was slapping the cars when you're walking by. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, dude. You ain't getting everything from me this time. Maybe next time. <laughs> Maybe next time. Maybe next time. Yep. Let's get right into it, Obed. Let's gonna we're gonna start out with the association. Uh, start with some basketball news. Paul George made his season debut for the L.A. Clippers the other day, dropping what 37-4 and three in just about 20 minutes on the floor. Um, they came out with that victory. Now. Looking at this Clippers team, you know, with PG, you know, coming in and we know Kawhi has been out for the past three games with a left knee injury. What kind of depth are you looking at here with this Clippers team and it puts a possibly make a deep run in the playoffs later down the line? So, so you know, six man uh, finalist. I like Montrez Harrell is giving him good minutes. Uh, I like Lou Williams, uh, shooting guard, point guard, giving him good minutes, giving him good points. Uh, it's going to be big for them to have Zoo back there, a big guy underneath to try to take uh, some pressure off of, you know, an ailing uh, Kawhi and then a return from injury uh, PG you know you don't you don't want these guys getting banged up as much as they have been like you said Kawhi's been out a few games recently and is, is load management I know it's a terrible word a terrible term people don't want to hear anymore uh, but you know it, it it makes sense yes in a very player friendly league you know people are, are paying a lot of money to go see these guys play but they, they, these aren't horses man you can't just run them out here every weekend and think that yeah, these guys want to be 100% when they go out and play or else they're just going to lose games and then hurt themselves in the process so you know i understand it it'd be nice to see them all on the court together though oh yeah i mean i'll definitely agree with you on that one you know and the clippers sitting at nine and five right now which is kind of a unexpected record at this point through yeah. the season through 14 games uh but you know like i said pg has, has been out you know Kawhi's yeah. missed the past few games so and it looks like they're going to be making their uh debut together tonight against the boston celtics which is definitely going to be a good game out there in the staples center i mean do you think this boston team who has one of the best teams, one of the best, excuse me, one of the best records in the league right now. Um, but you know, is out without Gordon Hayward. Hopefully, he comes back within a couple months. Um, but Jason Tatum, you know, Jalen Brown, you know, Kemba Walker. Do you think this could possibly be a finals matchup? And you know, what do you think the chances are for either team to come out with a victory? Uh, I I think this could you know this could be one of the potential finals matchups. I know that we were but we were both very high uh, on uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo. We did pick him as the uh, the mm-hmm. finals uh, the uh, the MVP of the league. He ended up winning it. Um, it it's it's uh, important to note that the East is not what the East was when we were coming up in the 90s. Right, this is not where right. you could catch an L at any time from Chicago, from New York, from Detroit. Uh, you know the the even uh, Miami. Miami's yeah, absolutely. Uh, you, you look at the the uh, Bucks. The Bucks were the first team to 50 wins, um, and and it, that's when you're talking about you have teams like uh, the the Run and Gun Splash Brothers in in these uh, Warriors last year as well. Um, so you know I think a team that looks like they're pretty decently balanced, doing what they can, especially without Gordon Hayward and Boston Celtics could represent from the East, and we might be looking at a Finals matchup here. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's not too far-fetched, I must say. You know, Boston's playing extremely well. And now with, you know, PG and Kawhi playing together, if 
100% healthy. Well, I guess, you know, late this season, everyone, everyone's going to be 100% healthy. But with, you know, majority of you know, their, their health intact, you know, I'm definitely excited to see what's going to happen here uh, with the Clippers. Some other uh, basketball news. Carmelo Anthony um, made his debut this season, who hasn't played, again, we know, in over a year since playing that final game with the Rockets last November. I mean, to be honest, Obed, I mean, does he really have much left in the tank? Uh, he had 10 points, four rebounds, and no assists in 24 minutes. I don't know how many shots he took. Um, I think he was 4 of 14, if I'm not four mistaken. 4 of 14. Heavens of goodness. Um, <laughs> you know, it's it's a little rough. for. I, I, I'm just really not sure what he has. You know, sorry to cut you off there for a second, Obed, but, you know, I just don't get it here. Uh, I don't know if you would agree or not. Yeah, so I don't know. I, I feel like it's his first game back. I don't want to be too hard on him. Uh, you know, he is 35 years old right now, so it's going to take him some time to get some legs underneath him. He's there to be a role player uh, just to come off of the bench, keep them being productive in the minutes that they do give him. It's funny, uh, Bamani Jones, who everybody knows on Twitter, asked how long before we ask what Melo is doing out there. Um, and I, I went. it was only the first game. I think we got to give him at least five, a stretch of five to ten games to see how they want to use him, how he gels with the team, and what they can actually do but it doesn't look like he has a lot left if last night was his first night out is what he's been practicing and waiting for yeah i mean i'm not sure what he has left to take you know we, we all know he, he can score he can you know, put the basketball in the hoop, you know defensively he's a liability of course you know the blazers are they a team that really can compete in the west because you know they still got damian lillard still got cj mccullum you know but you know since the warriors are down now obviously they're kind of out of it with everyone being hurt you have to look at the you're looking at the clippers of course you're looking at the lakers um you know houston is still around you know so i mean really realistically can they complete i don't think so quickly your thoughts can they compete in the west I mean, sitting at five and ten, and the person that comes to the door to help you out is uh, Carmelo Anthony. I don't think so. That's not going to cut it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it doesn't look too good for the for the uh, for the Blazers. Um, moving along, let's get into some football action. Let's start in the college realm. Quickly, want to recap probably the biggest news from Week Twelve in uh, the college football world was the Alabama star quarterback Tua Tagovailoa getting injured late in the game against, I think it was Ole Miss. Um, man, this was a rough one, folks. Um, going out with that uh, broken hip, dislocated hip, excuse me. And, uh, no, excuse me, not Ole Miss. It was uh, Mississippi State, excuse me. But, man, he's going to be done for the season. You know, dislocated hip. He just had surgery the other day. I think it was on Monday. He was flown yeah. over to Houston, which they did say was successful. But they're they're comparing it to the injury which Bo Jackson suffered back in 1991. Yeah. At, Obed, you know, can, will he ever be the same guy, the same athlete that he was before the injury? Sherman, I don't actually think so. I mean, t- looking at some of the the uh, you know profound Twitter doctors that are out there that been talking about sports medicine, uh, Dr. David Chow's and individuals like that, um, the mechanism was the same. But the difference is between now and 1991, I think that we've got at least, you know, 28 years, almost 30 years of really good science and uh, medical uh, advancement. So hit, will he get back to 100 percent? Probably not. 85. I think 85 percent of Tua Tagovailova is 
is definitely better than most, <laughs> right? I mean, yeah. Uh, sorry, I didn't want to cut you off there again, Obed. But uh, yeah, 85% of Tua is I, probably is, is probably better than most other guys. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off there. Okay, continue. No, 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 no worries, no worries. Uh, yeah, uh, he. Um, I, I would, I would agree. Uh, you know, I think that he's he's still going to be great. Now, now a question for you: Do you think he could still be worth a first round pick? You know, it's really tough. I mean, if you're a team like Miami or Cincinnati or possibly looking for a QB, even maybe perhaps even Chicago, I think you still do take the chance on him. Um, you know, weigh the injuries, let him. I would probably let him sit out for an entire season, let him really, really uh, train and develop and you know, recover from that injury. Don't do not rush him by any means. If you truly think he is a future franchise QB, which I do think he can still be, but really weigh out these injuries, get all the, you know, um, shall we say, uh, adv- advice from the, all the medical teams that in the world, um, really, but I would, I would still draft him first, no later than second round. Um, let him sit out for an entire year, get completely healthy, learn your system, and then still vote. But as you answer directly your question, is he still a first-round pick? I guess that has to be determined once the combine comes around. Yeah. You know, kind of that how this kind of plays out. What his, what his what his draft stock, what his, what his health is like by March. Aprilish that time at that time, you know what I mean? Even yeah, yeah they do say that there's uh, you know the initial recovery period is six to seven months just to get him back on his feet and moving around. Now to get wow. football ready, you have to think that he has lost a lot of weight. You got to think that he is going to have rust. You got to think that he's going to have to do you know osteoarthritis work, uh, you know a lot of a lot of uh, strength training along with uh, physical therapy to just get that normal range of motion back before he needs Alabama starting quarterback winning national championships level ready to go perform at the level of the high stage uh to a toilova so yeah yeah i'm sorry so if you're saying those at least six months and that brings it probably out till may you know i think they just have to just kind of wait out and see what happens there unfortunately it's definitely for unfortunate circumstances for him you know i hope he gets better soon but you know, i guess we'll see what happens there um the, the new college football playoff rankings were were came out the top five still remain the same with lsu remaining at number one followed by ohio state clemson georgia and alabama i guess the only the big thing was you now how penn state kind of jumped over minnesota that was kind of the big thing that people were talking about how you know because minnesota came up coming off that loss against iowa yeah. but minnesota just beat Penn State the week before, but Penn State also beat Iowa, so it's kind of that eye test type of thing. Which one, which win looked better? Uh, maybe folks are thinking that Minnesota's Minnesota victory over Penn State was just kind of a fluke game. Um, you know, I did I did say it was a trap game. You know, yeah. so for Penn State, um, but you know they've got the big one this weekend um, in the in the horseshoe against the uh, number two uh, Ohio State Buckeyes. I think that's going to probably be the biggest test for them. Um, looking ahead, like as far as just let's take a step back, you know, to the rankings. You know, any anything that you want to discuss there, anything that you're mad about or kind of you know shocked you, and then also looking ahead at this week's matchups, Penn State on Ohio State. Nothing shocking. Nothing really, really uh, stuck out. I mean, I did, I didn't like how much uh, Minnesota dropped. Uh, I do feel like okay. Ben, it was we and we did also talk about uh, Minnesota playing Iowa being a trap game. Iowa's just been a hard place to play, a hard team to go against and try to get that W. Um, but you know that there's going to be more shakeups, and I think the schedule, the uh, rankers knew this, the committee knew this uh, because that uh, SEC championship game we're going to have University of Georgia versus uh, LSU. I assume LSU is going to come out of that game with a W. That means Georgia's going to fall out of the top four, and Alabama's right back in there as long as Alabama can pull it out against. 
Western Carolina and then that Auburn game. <laughs> that Auburn game could be a trap game for them. That's the thing. They have mm-hmm. got to come out of here with two wins in these next two games. Especially without Tua. Yeah, and, you know, I don't know who the backup is. I will be dead honest with you. There is no Jalen Hurts anymore. So mm-hmm. who, who is back there, I, I hope, is, you know, some unknown blue-chip player that is just, you know, growing old on the roster waiting for an opportunity. Yeah, you know, and speaking of, and you, and you mentioned quickly, uh, I'll touch on the rankings really quick before we go again back to the games. And like I said, but, you know, let's say Alabama does jump in. What about what, what about the Pac-12? Do they have a shot? You know, that Oregon and Utah are going to have to play each other. You know, do they have a shot to get in ahead of a, a one-loss Alabama team with no SEC championship? Yeah. I think I don't think it's too far fetched, but will it actually happen? You know, well, I guess yeah. we're gonna have to wait and see. But I don't think it's too far fetched to think that they could jump Alabama. You know, you know, everyone wants Alabama in just because they're Alabama. If you have LSU, yeah. you Iowa State, Clemson, assuming that you know the top three remain the same um, and Georgia loses, you know, uh, I still think that Oregon, especially Oregon, who who you know. Um, who I think has a better, little bit better resume than Utah. Um, I think they still have a shot to get in. Will mm-hmm. it happen? But we all know the committee loves Alabama. So that, that SEC draw, man. Hey, listen, who who drinks the most and live breathes college football more than uh, the Deep South? I, I as a as an immigrant to this country, I cannot think of another area. Yeah. Um, you know, and you look at Penn State uh, has an opportunity here to play spoiler playing Ohio State. Then you've got Michigan. Uh, on the schedule as well. Ohio State has to come out and play some really good football in the next uh, two weeks, you know, to uh, to kind of keep themselves where they are. So, you know, if they they come out of it, this could be a very hard grizzled team that might be dangerous come uh, come playoff time. Yeah, you know, absolutely. I'll, I'll definitely agree with you there. And I guess the other real game we're looking at uh, this coming weekend is uh, what Texas A&M facing Georgia. Um, I think or Georgia can definitely win on this one. You know, A&M had a pretty rough schedule playing uh, now playing Georgia, playing Alabama early this year, playing Clemson, you know, one of the toughest schedules um, in the country. But yeah, Georgia, like I said, you know, they, they, they should definitely win this one. I, you know, I, you know, I've mentioned it before. I'm high on Jake from. Um, so I don't see the Georgia having a problem with this one. And as you mentioned before, it should be Georgia and LSU in that SEC title game. And um, the winner, of course, will, as we know, undoubtedly be in the playoff. It's probably going to end up being LSU, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Moving along, let's stick to football on the professional side here. And to one of the biggest stories of last week, man, and I know you have a lot to say about this, was the – fiasco between the Cleveland Browns and the Pittsburgh Steelers. Of course, as we know, um, that involved Miles Garrett, Mason Rudolph with a slamming of the helmet, throwing a welling the helmet on top of Mason Rudolph. Uh, man, what a what a scene what a chaotic uh, craziness but that was. I'll bet. Uh, please have the, you have the floor. Uh, go in. <laughs> I, I don't even know where to start. First, it was, a, it was a AFC North snobber, slobber knocker, as usual. Uh, the safety for the Browns getting ejected for the helmet to helmet hit on Deontay Johnson. Uh, three Browns. Uh, Browns players colliding helmets first with uh, with Juju Smith-Schuster sending him out of the game. I mean, it was just a slop fest. And, of course, Mason Rudolph just, did, just didn't make it any better. Uh, and along with Mason Rudolph's uh, inability to play, and this is from Evan Silva uh, from Establish the Run, not only could Mason Rudolph not play, he also can't fight. I've never seen somebody. He, he doesn't look like he's with. There's a meme out there where Mason Rudolph has this look on his face, like he just can't wait to get his daddy to sue somebody. You know, uh, it's it's snitch. 
<laughs> right, exactly. You know, and and the worst part about it is you have the you, you you watch this go down, and and the way that it's explained, you know, if you go frame by frame, you see a little extra from Miles Garrett in a game that you're winning. There's no need to drag him and flip him to the ground. Miles Garrett is starting sure. to get, starting to get a, a a record of being a very dirty player uh, from some of the things that have gone on uh, in the league over the course of this year, involved with uh, breaking Lou Falk's leg on a very aggressive tackle. Uh, you know, this is a third string quarterback. There's no, I mean, hey, maybe you want to scare him up, but it was a very late hit that ended up snapping the kid's ankle. It's unfortunate. Um, right. Or, sorry, the the backup quarterback, not Luke Falk. I think it's Trevor Simeon. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You know, and then so the extra stuff happens. Mason Rudolph takes offense to this. He goes and tries to pull off Miles Garrett's helmet. Okay, I have transgressed against you. Your mm-hmm. retaliation to transgress against me is to pull my helmet off. Fine. Miles mm-hmm. Garrett is like, you're not going to pull my helmet off. I'm going to show you how that's done. And he pulls off Mason Rudolph's helmet. Mason Rudolph, you have to understand that you are a quarterback in this league. You probably don't take any hits during the week, and the only time you do get hit is in games. You are trying to go against a 275-pound, 6'4 individual who is not to be trifled with. And Miles Garrett, whether he is soft-spoken or not, that man is a light-switch guy who's different on the field than he is on he's off the field. You then get incensed. If you watch that video very carefully, you will see Miles Rudolph, uh, Mason Rudolph with what looks like his cleat in between the legs of Miles Garrett. So I hope that that didn't look like Mason Rudolph trying to kick Miles Garrett in the nuts. Whatever, what have you, we continue on. Uh, you watch, uh, I think it's uh, uh, Ryan Villanueva or Andy Villanueva trying to pull uh, uh, the two of them apart. He knows Marcus that I'm Pounce, just going to Marquis Pouncey was there. Marquis Pouncey started to come around, and that's when you see Mason Rudolph doesn't want to let it go, and it begins to charge again at mm-hmm. this man. All right, listen, I pulled you down. You tried to pull my helmet off. I pulled your helmet off. Someone has to guess, say no, right? Somebody has to stop. Mason Rudolph wants more. So Mason Rudolph goes and gets more, and what does he get? He gets a swing of the helmet. Right. And that just incensed Marquise Pouncey from what the kids would say. Marquise Pouncey is a real one uh, for immediately mm-hmm. taking it to taking it to the Gator days of Florida. Let's mind you, this is Aaron Hernandez, man, man, uh, came in with with a couple swings and then proceeded to kick him. I mean, you, you dude, kicked the dude guy was like he was stomping in the yard, dude. Like, like he was dude. stomping in the yards. I, I, at one point, his uh, his cleat looked like a Tim boot. Um, <laughs> and, and, you know, then all melee ensued and, and really, you know, uh, Hey, fine. It happened. It went down. They, they, people got ejected from the game. People got tossed Mason Rudolph's response after the game to use the term Bush league and, you know, classless, and then to come out and read a pre written, uh, apology with which he had a whole bunch of caveats beforehand about, oh, there was a roughing the penalty passer call, and then this person got ejected for that, and now I'm going to read my apology. Um, Mason Rudolph is a chump. Mason Rudolph is a chump, and, mm. you know, I, 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 feel, I feel bad for the Steelers organization for having drafted another big, dumb jock of the prototype, just like Ben Roethlisberger. And if you guys have not read the uh, the Hangover uh, article that was written in Sports Illustrated about the early years of Ben Roethlisberger, I recommend you go and read it. It is prized reading about the kind of knucklehead quarterbacks that they are trying to pawn off as leaders in the NFL, in the Steelers organization. Uh, uh, but I digress. Um, these two teams meet again in about 15 days, 14 days. Uh, they have flexed this game to one o'clock, 
We are not going to allow these two fan bases to be drinking up and getting nice and lubricated for it. And this game is in <laughs> Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. You, mm-hmm. I I don't know how bad it's going to be, but if you if you watched the the Browns game, uh, you did see that the ref was stifled as he had to read off a piece of paper how many people got ejected from the game. That might be a foretelling of what's going to happen in the next one. Um, I, I have I, it, it's just it's just sad. Yeah, the people make too much of how brutal and how uh, uh, animalistic and, you know, low uh, mental vacu- vacuum it is for football uh, that it was on display for you. And I mean, I felt uh, Miles Garrett. I don't even know what to say. He's like the most mild mannered person. I know I've said it before, but he mm-hmm. just showed a side of him that like that. It just can't happen. It just can't happen. So, you know, Obed, uh, I got to say. This whole thing, this whole fight was obviously was wrong. Miles Garrett should have never, it should have, first of all, it should have never gone down the way it should have gone down. It, it went down. Never should have gone to the point where we're throwing helmets at people. Um, but I will say this the folks that are saying it wasn't that big a deal, it was just a football fight, they would have played a, said a lot different story. Their story would have been a lot different if that crown of the helmet landed on top of Mason Rudolph's head. Mason Rudolph was on the ground concussed with a cracked skull and bleeding from it. They would have been like, Damn, he's in the wrong. There should be some serious consequences against him. He's very lucky that though it was the back of the helmet with that rubber piece that you know everyone sees you know the back that hit him on the top of the head. They are lucky that was where he got hit. Because I'm telling you, if it was the crown of the helmet and he was on the ground knocked out, it would have been a lot big different. It would have been a, a lot, a lot bigger of a, of a difference here. So I, I'll say, listen, to kind of you know wrap what you said because you pretty much said it all that you know he deserves suspension for the remaining of the season. And the fact that he's trying to appeal it, which is we're thinking ridiculous. Yeah. You swung your helmet, you know, which is not a football move. Vontez Burfitt <laughs> got suspended for the rest of the season earlier the year for a football move. You did had what you did had nothing to do with the game of football. I'm sorry. You are done. Sit on the bench. You know, whatever the case is, accept the punishment and move on. This was yeah. this was ridiculous. And to your point about Mason Rudolph's little prepared speech, you know, and their press conference, yeah, it was kind of whack. I'll agree with you there. But it just this got way out of hand. Everyone needs to take it on the take one on the chin, putting a pouncey and everybody else who got suspended, and it is what it is, and just yeah. move on from there. Fact. Agreed. Well said. Yep. Yep. I know uh, some other news, some other uh, about last week we wanted to discuss was the then the Bears Rams game, how Matt Neck actually benched Mitchell Trubisky supposedly with for an injury. I believe the injury was playing like trash. Um, I know we've been kind of hating on uh, Maserati Mitch, or which has been down downgraded to Mazda Mitch. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I know, I know it seems like he's running on four um, four cylinders. So I mean, what 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 is what's really can we say about this in the situation here in Chicago? I mean, it just it, the the it, it from ugh, ugh, America. I'm so befuddled after the last uh, uh, talk. Um, so, you know, the, from the first game of the season, he looked terrible. They could have beat the Bears, could have beat the uh, Packers and started the, the season off to a great start, but he just could not make any throws. Um, Mitch Trubisky on the season, 1,580 yards, nine touchdowns, four interceptions in 11 games. Uh, it's it's just ridiculousness. Um, I, I've got to... Uh, I've got to say, I don't know where they go. I actually read the Chicago Tribune article that details um, why the Bears chose Mitch Trubisky over uh, 
Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson, as you both know, were in the same draft. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, you know, there was talk about them not liking his freelancing, uh, and also that there was, uh, uh, you know, the the issue of the interceptions that Deshaun Watson had. But, you know, I just, you can't sell me on the idea of a 13-game starter at the unit, the powerhouse football school of UNC uh, being anything at worst. If you draft Deshaun Watson and he's a bust, you can say, well, he beat Alabama coming from behind in the national championship game. He played in two national championship games back to back. You know, I mean, he's he's part of the reason that Clemson is now on the map today, paving the way for guys like Trevor Lawrence to to enjoy being in the top four going into the college playoffs with a team that played Woford a few weeks ago and has really <laughs> played nobody. Um, Facts. You know, I, I just I, I don't know. And, you know, the next move for them, hey, maybe this is a team that could try one more year with Mitch Trubisky and see if drafting someone like Tua Tailova would put a fire underneath him. Uh, if the Bears had a quarterback that could make some plays, they would be a very deadly team. They have a great defense, good run game. They have the wide receivers out there that, that are playmakers. They don't have the tight ends. Understandable. Adam Shaheen is back, though. I think he could do some things. But it just... I don't. I do not see this season going anywhere for them. Uh, the rest of their schedule following this game, they've got the Giants at home, at Detroit, Dallas at home, at Green Bay, Kansas City at home, and then at Minnesota. I don't see three wins in that in that run of games with Mitch Trubisky at the helm, and I don't know if they you know squeak by in some of those games with Chase Daniels. Uh, I don't know if you have thoughts on this one. I mean, what what's the next move? Yeah, I mean, just quickly kind of to kind of wrap it up here. I mean, I, I think that you maybe give them one more year. Hopefully, you know, they get a few more wins this this season on uh, the last you know the set of games, maybe about three or four more wins. And you give them another year. And if it doesn't work out, let's say, you know, you're a sub 500 team next season. You have to look to move on. Yep. Yep. I, I agree. I agree. Um, but you know what? Hey, we've got a whole new season of, of uh, football coming up. We'll get to the next week. Let's go ahead and jump into our segment of You Write, You Mad, where we poke fun and figure out, listen, are we going, talking crazy or are we actually on to something? And, hey, listen, <laughs> America, you got to pay attention. He's You Write, You Mad. We're t- touching on some topics here. They're actually going down. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, Sherman, take this one out the gate here. Sherman, the winner out of the West will have played multiple seven-game series. So I'm going to say, and I'm assuming, of course, we're talking about uh, basketball here. Uh, I'm going to say... You mad because the winner of the West is either going to be the Clippers or the Lakers. And I'm going to say they're probably only going to end up playing one seven game series against each other. I think they can definitely easily move throughout the remaining of the West Western Conference uh, without playing multiple seven game series. Uh, let's say they even play some one of them plays Houston in the second round. They can win that game. Or they can win that series in five, if not six games. And of course, the first round will be a cakewalk for either of them. So I like I said, I think out of the West, I think I, I think earlier in the year we picked uh, the Lakers to come out of the Western Conference. I think I did. So I think the only time they'll play a seven-game series is in the Western Conference Finals against the Clippers. Fair. True. I, I Well, I will say this as a caveat. On the East side, I think the East is just going to be waiting for that that uh, uh, matchup to finish. Yep. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, keep it moving. You write, you mad. Tua goes back to college versus going pro. Man, good, good question, Obed. And I'm going to say you mad on this one because he needs to get – or excuse me, he wants to get paid 
now. He doesn't want to risk having another possible or possibly career ending injury next year. So he wants to make sure he gets his money sooner than later. So I'm saying he goes pro, whether it's the first or second round he gets drafted in, and we're not sure, but I think he goes pro 100%. Okay. Okay. I, I agree with you. I think, you know, it's, it's not a situation like in basketball where Kevin Durant could have just stuck around with the Warriors, got healthy, came out and played and had, had been making money. This is the kid's option to go back to college where I don't think his uh, health costs are covered by the University of Alabama. I think this is all on him and his family. Even if he has some kind of insurance policy, I'm sure he needs to start, start getting those checks in. Yep. Uh, all right, Sherman, last one. You right, you mad. The Las Vegas Raiders will be a force in 2020. Man, you mad, okay? Listen, the Raiders, as long as John Gruden is there, they will still be that mediocre team. Unless they get some, um, shall we say, all-star guys into onto that roster, you know, help out Derek Carr, sling the rock around. Um, I don't really see them, you know, winning that division, first of all. I mean, because they still have the Chiefs there being led by Patrick Mahomey Mahomes. Okay. So they're, they can't even get past them. So... I definitely think you mad on this one, Obed. All right. Hey, all I'm saying is the Raiders are sitting at six and four. They've got a bunch of good uh, rookies playing across that that uh, team. Foster Moreau, uh, Josh Jacobs, a couple of places on the defense. Um, they're going to have a first round draft pick that they got from the Bears. And if the Bears keep losing, it might be pretty high for them to either go get somebody to replace Khalil Mack or get somebody on the outside to replace AB. This Raiders team uh, is five and one at home, one and three away. When you look at the Chiefs, the Chiefs are two and three at home. Uh, and they have not done their best to, to like we said last time. They've had some injuries, though. They've had, they've some, had injuries. some injuries. But but the quarterbacks with the initials PM had the same issue. Back then, Peyton Manning didn't have a defense. Right now, Patrick Mahomes don't have a defense. If that changes, yes. But I, think I will that, say you, you right on that one. <laughs> uh, but no, it's a, we, I, I look forward to seeing the Vegas Raiders. But uh, at, speaking of football, let's go into the picks. America, yep. we had uh, we had quite the week last week. I, I, you know, I don't think that we did poorly at all, honestly. Uh, you went 11 and three, picking up or, or missing out on the Pittsburgh Cleveland game. Obviously, that was an absolute s show. Uh, Jacksonville, Indianapolis, the Colts came back with uh, with Brissett behind the wheel, and they were able to pull it off. Uh, Nick Foles' first start uh, since coming back from injury. DJ Chark is still the truth. I think he had 104 and a touchdown. Uh, but, you know, Nick Foles did look pedestrian. They went away from the run game that carried them. I think they'll try to right the ship, but we all know that Doug Marone is a dumb A. Um, <laughs> uh, Carolina, you know, couldn't pull it off. Atlanta, Atlanta looked really, really good this yeah, past up week. Two yeah. weeks in a row beating New Orleans and then beating Carolina. How about it? How about that playing well in the division? That's one thing you got to do if you want to think about the playoffs, and then you got to figure out everything else. Uh, so, a little known story apparently, there was a transition going away from. Uh, Oh, who was their coach over there? Dan Quinn calling a lot of the plays on defense and doing a lot more on the offense to now handing those over. They've got two coaches, one calling defensive calls when it's a pass play and another calling defensive calls when it's a run play and then somebody else handling the offense. And Dan Quinn has now let the let the uh, the keys to the to the ranch go. And now things are working. Shocker. How about it? How about it? But uh, no, I think, I, you know, I missed out on that Houston game. I was hoping that Houston's terrible defense would come alive against Baltimore. But as we know, Lamar action Jackson does well when it comes to poor defenses around him and just does well in general. Can't take anything from that young man in the end. He's in the, the lead for the MVP. Big trust. 
Come see me. <laughs> All day. Ingrid <laughs> needs to run for president. That's what I'm for. That guy could go to a Someone debate with Donald Trump. <laughs> he, oh, he, needs to, he needs to be somebody's campaign manager. That's what I mean. He needs to be somebody's campaign manager. Put him on the ballot. I'd love to see it. If you could get an introduction like that every time, absolutely. Uh, but, you know, let's let's go ahead and take it in. It's going to be at it. And just so we're all aware, uh, Sherman is up 93 to 58, 93-58 and 1 as an overall record. I am 87-64 and 1. I am behind by teams now. Guy, America, I need you. I need your thoughts. I need your prayers. I need your picks. That's what I need. <laughs> That's what he needs. <laughs> All right. So uh, let's go ahead and let's run down the picks here. We've got uh, first game on the docket Thursday night, Indianapolis at Houston. Uh, I'm going Houston just because I feel like um, they want to right the ship. They want to bounce back after having a rough, a rough outing the last week. You know, they want to prove that they are still. Yeah, we think of, of scenes of Deshaun Watson hanging out in the, on the field, riding the ship after a bad loss. Maybe he wants to come out here and prove himself. Again, this is a gamble because that secondary is terrible. But Indianapolis doesn't really have wide receivers to speak of and just lost Marlon Mack. Yeah, yep. Yeah, I was just going to say, lost Marlon Mack. T.Y. Hilton's probably might still, still be out. I'm going Houston all the way in this one here, Obed. All right. Uh, Tampa Bay at Atlanta. Tampa Bay looking looking a lot better. Still tons of mistakes. Still, still tons of bad passes coming from the quarterback position. Uh, you know, I'm sure they're going to make a change up there. I, I Personally, for all the shares that I have of Mike Evans, I hope it's somebody who can actually deliver the ball well. But we'll see. Um, and, you know, just the way that Atlanta has been playing, I, I'm going to go with Atlanta, even though and because this is a home game for them. Mm-hmm. You know, as we mentioned, we just mentioned before, two divisional game wins in a row for Atlanta. Another could, could possibly be a third one here, but I'm going to go Tampa Bay. Uh, you know, as you said, too many mistakes by Jameis Winston, the QB in a Tampa Bay. He's leaning league in interceptions, if I'm not mistaken. You yes. know, he's throwing, he's throwing the ball down the field and chucking it up a lot, you know. Um, and then running back Jones, you know, he's, he's doing well for them. So, but I'm going to, I'm going to go Tampa Bay. Okay. Uh, so Denver at Buffalo, uh, you know, the seven and three Buffalo bills have looked good. Obviously, uh, the, their coach, John McDermott came out and said, you know, seven and three, it's, it doesn't mean you've got to figure it out. That's not how it works in this league. Him coming from a team that went to the Super Bowl when he was the defensive coordinator with the Carolina Panthers. I trust he knows what he's talking about, but they're looking good. And it, you know, being able to play at home, I like Buffalo in this game. I, I've said it before and I'll say it again. No one circles the wagon quite like the Buffalo Bills. Let's go, Bills. Let's go, Buffalo. All right. Uh, next game up, we've got the New York Giants at the Chicago Bears. Chicago. And while they have terrible quarterback play, you know, it, I just I love me some Danny Dimes coming through. That old guy from the Bronx. Hey, you uh, guys. You guys out here. Danny Dimes. Danny Dimes, he uh, now has a uh, patent on Danny Dimes. I believe he got the trademark for that one. He did. Okay. Uh, so it's a brand name when you hear Danny Dimes come through. That's that Duke education right there. Well, let's, not, let's not say it too many times before we get sued on here, old man. <laughs> we can't afford it. <laughs> um, uh, There's a labor of love, ladies and gentlemen. But if you want to pay us, I'll give you. I'll send you my, uh, my, my uh, address. Uh, so we got the New York Giants, Chicago Bills. I'm going to Chicago. Bears, uh, yeah, I gotta go Chicago. That defense too much for the for the Giants. You know they've been sputtering kind of all season. Uh, let's go Bears. Let's go Bears. All right, Pittsburgh at Cincinnati. We're on to Cincinnati. Um, you know, uh, I I actually like Cincinnati in this one. I have a feeling that really. Pittsburgh- yeah, well, Pittsburgh isn't going to have Juju Smith-Schuster. They're not going to have James Conner. Um, he's questionable, but he, I, it's, it's possible that he might not play. You're right. 
He played the last game. He went out early. It's a shoulder injury. So I can't imagine that as a running back, he's not going to use his shoulders to either protect himself from a hit deliver some punishment to someone or protect himself when he's falling down uh i could see him leaving the game and that's really going to leave them hamstrung cincinnati's a bad team but i feel like this is a game where they could sneak one from pittsburgh yeah i mean cincinnati went cincinnati win this on the season um if, but if juju doesn't play if connor doesn't play marquis pouncey is still suspended you know uh, from, from after the uh fiasco last week you know i Logic dictates he should go. We should go Cincinnati, but man, I just I can't go. I can't go with the Bengals. I have to. I have to go Pittsburgh here on this one, just because the Bengals are just that bad. And without Andy Dalton leading the way for them, they're just in a worse position than they were before. I have to go Pittsburgh. You know, it's funny. I thought that they would have put caught, put Andy Dalton back in as the starter for the rest of the season, just so that they could sneak this win and then try to get a couple of their wins. Maybe coax AJ Green to come back. Nah, they they want to continue being a dumpster fire. That first pick is within grasp. Yep. Uh, Miami at Cleveland, the Landry Jones, excuse me, the uh, Jarvis Landry revenge game. Um, <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I'm going to give this one to Cleveland. They're playing really well, uh, or at least have played well the last game and could continue that in the stretch of uh, stretch of games. Last couple games there, they've been, you know, getting coming out with a victory there at Buffalo, then, then Pittsburgh. So yeah, I have to go, I have to go Cleveland, you know, Miami's a mess as well too. Yeah. Um, so we've got Carolina at New Orleans. Uh, you know, I think Carolina has Christian McCaffrey doing everything. I think he turns the lights out after he leaves as well. Um, they, they have very little offense to speak of. And I, I just I hope that that young man can can take that beating. He must be a bowling ball wrecking ball. But I'm going yeah. to New Orleans in this one. He even picks up the hot dog wrappers in the, uh, <laughs> in, the in the stadium when the, after the game. He does. He does everything for that for that team. But I, I can't get I can't go against Drew Brees and the Saints in this in the uh, in the dome. Uh, New, let's go New Orleans. Yeah, they're starting to look good. They're starting to get back on track. Uh, Oakland at New York Jets. Um, I, I like Oakland in this one. I think that they've been playing well. They're starting to get the the other tight end, Foster Moreau, working. Darren Waller's been holding the ship for him. Again, I can only imagine what this team would have looked like if A.B. was there taking uh, coverage away, knowing how well Josh Jacobs is playing right now. Uh, and David Carr, uh, Derek Carr playing a lot better than uh, he has in the past. Had a very spirited touchdown run against Cincinnati over the weekend that uh, showed a lot of grit, determination, and not the normal assery that he usually is. Uh, going, going to Oakland in this one. Yeah, I'm going to Oakland as well, too. As we know, the Jets are kind of a mess. I feel bad for Le'Veon Bell coming over, trying to get him paid, and then trying to turn things around. Um, and I think Adam Gase is definitely on his way out. So, uh, Raiders. Yeah, he's about to follow that taco all the way out the door. All right, Seattle at Philadelphia. Philly coming off a tough loss against New England. It's just Philly, uh, Carson Wentz just can't make plays uh, in the fourth quarter. I, I don't know how many game-winning drives he's had in the fourth quarter. Again, the reason that people hate the Eagles and the wins that they've had now now is the quarterback of the Jacksonville Jaguars. So I don't know if that's is going to be the savior for them. I got Seattle coming off a bye, looking good going into it. Uh, MVP caliber play coming out of uh, Russell Wilson. Uh, interesting to see if Tyler Lockett is healthy after spending two nights in the hospital after the uh, 49ers game with a contusion, but I got Seattle. Uh, nothing else left to be said on this one. You said it all. Let's go Seahawks. Uh, Detroit at Washington. Uh, in a shocker, which some I might get some people, I don't believe in Jeff Driscoll. Uh, Matt Patricia, who's supposed to be a defensive juggernaut, having a, one of the worst defenses in the league right now. Um, and Bo Scarborough, hey, roll tie, but I don't think it's going to be enough to take Washington. I think Washington takes this one. Yeah, Driscoll um, doesn't look like he's doing much there for the for Detroit. So I'm actually going to go Washington and with you on this one, even though they are atrocious. 
Uh, but I, I, yeah, with Jeff Driscoll, either if Stafford was playing, I'd go Lions all the way. But if he's not playing, it's going to be Washington. Uh, okay, Dallas at New England. I'm going New England. I know uh, Dak, Dakota Prescott, Dakota Rain has been playing well, but uh, I'm going New England. I, I think I have to go New England here on this one. It's 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 up in Foxborough. Um, you know, as we of course we know, Tom Brady's is legit out there. You know, that team is legit. Out Bill Belichick runs the show out there. So, hey, Dallas. Too many questions, you know, where's the running game been? Dak Prescott's doing everything for them. Uh, and as we know, they Patriots have one of the best, if not the best cornerback in the in football, and Stephon Gilmore. So shut they're, down, they're, shut down. They're going to get shut down. They're going to get shut down for real. So I'm going to go Patriots on this one. All right. Green Bay at San Francisco, potentially an NFC Championship game matchup. We don't know. Um, Sunday Night Football, it's in San Francisco. And the only thing I think they've got going for them is that uh, Aaron Rodgers is from Cali, and he would love to go out there and look good in front of his, you know, hometown crowd. Um, that being said, this is a very edgy Green Bay selection for me because they can be run on, and the one thing that uh, San Francisco does really well is run the ball. Now that Kyle Yushik is back, yeah, um, man, I'm I'm gonna go I'm gonna go Green Bay as well too. You know, even though it's in San Fran, people most people are gonna pick the 49ers here on this one. Um, you know they're one of the best teams in the NFC. I still, but to me, it's you know the 49ers. I think are probably the third best or fourth best team in the NFC. Um, I'm gonna go Green Bay in this one. Aaron Rodgers. I think the coming off a of bye is probably gonna be one of the most dominating uh, quarter uh, players in the, in the in the league this week. You know with that arrest. So I'm gonna go Green Bay full force. I'm looking forward to seeing Devonte Adams against Richard Sherman. He now that Devonte Adams is healthy, I'm ready to see it. Uh, last game up, Baltimore at Los Angeles Rams. Um, I'm I'm going with the LA Rams. Uh, you know, uh, uh, we've got uh, we've uh, okay. I'm going I'm going to LA Rams. I just I do love me some uh, some LA Rams, but um, yeah. I mean, I'll I, you know what's funny, Obed. I was gonna go Baltimore in this one. Um, but I'm, I was thinking Baltimore. I'm gonna go Rams just because it's in LA. Baltimore, you know, they're playing high. They're high. Everyone's high. You know, Lamar Jackson. We're 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 both high on Lamar Jackson, of course, as we know, Action Jackson. But I'm gonna go Rams and kind of a, sort of a kind of an upset here. They need to get back on track, dude, for real. Their offense yeah. is not what it used to be. I don't think I think people have figured out Sean McVay. Um, so I'm not really sure what's going on. The Rams need this victory for sure. I would agree with you. I think it's a, it's a do or die moment for them. Like they've got to they've have to find a way to get a W. But they have a terrible offensive line. They lost two players on there, and Robert Woods has been out of late with some kind of personal family issue. Hopefully, his, he's okay. His family's okay, but that's going to be a tough draw to go against a Jimmy Smith, Earl Thomas, a uh, couple other great corner studs out there for Baltimore. Um, and a game that we missed going down the list: uh, Jacksonville at Tennessee. Um, Jacksonville, again, uh, lost to Indianapolis last week. Nick Foles first came back. Um, I like Tennessee in this one. I think that there's a chance that they're going to get they're going to run all over Jacksonville. Jacksonville going to sieve up the middle. You know, I, I had it I had it doc, I had it down at Tennessee. I'm changing my pick officially right now. I'm going to go with Jacksonville this one. I know it's Nick Foles' second game back um, from the injury that he suffered in week one. Jacksonville needs the victory here. Tennessee, you know, they're in the playoff picture right now. So I think they're going to come out strong, especially that it's at home. But I'm actually going to go Jacksonville here in this one. No bad. All right. Like it. Yep. And, and folks, I think that's going to wrap it up for this week's episode here on What's the Word Entertainment. Obed, I appreciate you uh, joining me here once again. Folks, we might have had some technical difficulties throughout the episode this week, so we do apologize for that. We'll make sure we're back on track next week. And uh, any final thoughts for the people here, Obed? 
The holidays are coming, ladies and gentlemen. As I said last time, we've got Thanksgiving. Take a moment, take a pause, be thankful for who's around you, who's still here, who might be leaving us, and remember that it's all about love, it's all about family, it's all about togetherness. Enjoy with you and yours. Definitely, man. Wise words of wisdom from uh, my man Obed. Uh, once again, folks, thank you guys for joining. Don't forget to check us out on SoundCloud.com slash What's the Word Entertainment and on Twitter at the WWENT. For Obed, I am Sherm. We will catch you next time. Peace and love, everybody. See you next time. Later.